Pickaxe. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. Hey, DNR listeners, this is Susan Spinader. I play Era Love Grimness on Group 2. Um, if you like what we do here, you might want to give us a like on Facebook or give us a good rating on iTunes. It gets other people to listen to us. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. We like to do live tweets, and you can talk to us through there. Also, if you really want to go with the extra mile, you can go and donate to us through Patreon. It's a monthly donation, and it helps keep the lights on and keep the episodes coming. Thanks for listening. Let's do that thing where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, start with Bree. Hi, my name's Brianna, and I play Jadzia Grace, the human warlock. And Kat. Hi, I'm Kat, and I play Fee, the changeling thief. And Mac. Hi, I'm Mac, and I play Kaluna Vulgaris, the unsuccessful unicorn tamer. Well, you tamed it. Not really. Not, no. I mean, for the briefest of periods. <laughs> so, last time on the show, you guys escaped custody in Lockford, kind of tamed a unicorn, Kaluna kind of tamed a unicorn uh, near the moors, and then rode into Whitehedge, immediately lost control of said unicorn, and stabbed, stabbed an elf in an alley. Rest in peace, persnickety. Uh, yeah. Then you tried to get control of the unicorn. That went poorly. And, uh, Valis eventually had to break its neck. So, that sucks. Um, how about we pick up in Whitehedge? Now, did the group decide to try and stay the night? Or were you just kind of riding on? Was this more of a... Boy, this is awkward. Uh, it, it, it was late evening. We was, we was intending to stay the night. I don't know what the... Uh, I don't know if we adjusted our plans due to circumstances. How does the town guard feel? Like we we helped him move Persnickety out of the way. Um. Uh, it, it's it's more or less they're just keeping an eye on you. They're gonna try to chalk this all up to really unfortunate circumstances, and maybe you guys are just ignorant. Like they don't know that. <laughs> here's here's the thing. <laughs> Whitehedge is a fairly small town. It's a little bigger than Fairbay, something like that. Fairbay is a real small town. Like, that is almost the definition of small town. Um, so Whitehedge uh, gets a lot of traffic from people leaving Brightport, going into uh, going, going into Lockford or traveling west. So <clears throat> they see a lot of people in transit. They, they get more business. They, 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 it's a little more up and coming. So while it is a small-ish town, they do deal with a lot of stuff... You know, uh, there's some violence here and there. Um, so while that was a very unfortunate incident and bizarre, you don't see many, you know, uh, tree people riding unicorns into town and then just shanking someone like a bad meth deal in an alley. Blood root. So, <laughs> blood, blood root. Well, yes. <laughs> they don't have meth, Jason. You're right. I'm sorry. You're breaking the world. <laughs> Ruining the illusion for all of the listeners. I'm sorry, blood root. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who takes this seriously. 
So that is bizarre and unfortunate. And they're they're gonna they're 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 they dealt with a body. They pulled it out, but they don't know that you guys are a fucking experienced soldiers. <laughs> besides Kaluna, Kaluna grew up in the fucking Silver Glade and should know damn well better. You you have you like you all are. Experience adventures, mistakes, Jason. right? No, I'm saying, but they don't know. They're just, they just like, well, these guys are pretty ignorant. They just don't know, so they're they're kind of they they kind of see you as babes in the woods, maybe. Like it's like, okay, they got lucky, tamed a unicorn, or you know, got to ride one for a while, and then lost control of it. So that's keep that bruise up, guys. <laughs> so they're they're keeping an eye on you, but they're not. Uh, there's really, well, there's no ill will from them. Um, there may be a little ill will from 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 Bilford the Elf, maybe. So if you were to run into him again, he 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 may not be too trusting of you. But uh, other than that, you should be fine to move about town, as long as you don't do anything foolish. <laughs> um, what time is it? It's a bit. No, damn it, no. Hmm? It's, it's gonna make an Adventure Time joke. Sorry. <laughs> See for me, that is now Bubble Guppies. So it's okay. uh, it's time to go outside. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, different age it's, group, but I I see what you. Yeah. Yep. So, time wise, yes. uh, you guys, let's say let's say it's getting towards evening, so you can you you can totally just stay the night if you like. It's been so That's long. Probably a plan. It's probably for the best. It's just not. You guys meta. have been days. It has been days, and we think that Una is fighting a dragon, like. In character. I don't know. Between here and Whitehedge, it looks like it's pretty empty. It looks like we're in desert. Can I roll a nature... His No, I should get Kaluna to roll a nature check to see what kind of creatures are between Whitehedge and Brightport. I can do that if I can scroll. 25. Uh, 25. That's... Specifically oh. what sort of creatures would be at nighttime. Well... Um, mostly what you're going to run into between Whitehedge and Brightport. More the Whitehedge end, you're going to run into gnolls. Uh. They're not... They're they're very much a problem in this area. Um, they are rampant throughout the forest. Um, and they have been known to uh, try to hijack caravans. They, they will attack passersby. Um, they attack humans predominantly. And then the further north you go, you're going to probably encounter bandits. The bandits are a little easier to deal with because they have a sense of self-preservation. Gnolls are a little more animalistic, and they will attack something larger than them if they think they have enough to take it down. Um, bandits usually are looking for the easy mail. They're, they're, they're not going to really attack adventurers for the most part unless you're escorting goods. If you have a caravan of something that they think they could steal and profit from, that's when they'll try to attack. But if it's just four four people on a horse riding somewhere, they usually don't don't give too much of a, a bother. Wait, the bandits or the gnolls? The bandits. Um, okay. The gnolls don't give a fuck. Well, gnolls are a little... They're, they're a little more random when it comes to that because they will eat people. Rude. Yeah, bandits don't do that so much. They're just in it for the money. Gnolls uh, don't really care about money. They will kill and eat. Uh, and they will strip the skin from your bones and then dry it out and use it to make a tent. Okay. Guys, what do you think? It's been days, and as far as we know, there's a dragon. I know. I imagine that what we would have been most worried about would be the Silver Glade. 
and since we got past that we might we might just sort of be like okay we'll have to risk it we're now on the last leg let's just get this over and done with yeah so let's just travel through the night let's not let anything else go wrong every time we've stayed at a fucking inn something's gone wrong (laughs) people leave the party people fucking have children and leave like douchebags (laughs) they almost get arrested let's just go Love you, Jasper. Love you, Jasper. Hey, you, Jasper. I'm worried Jasper's going to start thinking I'm weird because I like this baby so much. (laughs) Yeah, you get a real thing for babies. I didn't... Babies are so cute. They're so cute through a monitor. They're so adorable when you don't have to, like, smell them. Yeah. Hi, Jasper. Sorry. They're smelly. It's not really their fault. (laughs) You could probably put one in, like, a big CRT monitor. <laughs> I feel the same way about babies that I do about puppies, where it's like, yeah, puppies are really, really cute. I don't want to touch it. I just want to look at it. Is there anything that we need to stock up on before we leave? Can I grab some potions or something? If we were just, I like, have... going straight through town, would we, just, would we see shops? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's one in particular. Um, one in particular that uh, Phallus kind of has business with? Um, I think I know. Is, is this a weapon shop? It would be a weapon shop. Oh, uh, fuck. It would not be... Uh, the, the The town basically has a main street. Uh, that's... You're, you're going to find the, the, the tavern, the inn, the, your, your usual town structured setup. Now, White Edge is slightly larger. So there, there are more establishments here. But going down the street, Valus is going to kind of hold up, and he's going to reach out and and grab Jadzia just for just for a second, just to pull her to the side and and talk to her. All right, Jadzia will will go to the side. I need to stop into this weapon shop for a moment. Jadzia is going to kind of look at the Kettenhund and at his big serrated blade and be like, "Is something broken?" You remember the scion. Brianna. Yes. Dude, we traveled with her for like three months. That's rude. <laughs> he doesn't use people's names <laughs> for the most part. Like, Jatsy is different, but like, if he has an attachment to you, he use your name. If not, it's not because he doesn't remember, it's because he doesn't care. Like, he just <laughs> does so it. rude. I'm just the thief. Right. Una's the paladin. Fucking. Fucking, that's better than what he'd call Kaluna. <laughs> Okay, alright, I'll go with it. Yes, bring. Her mother works in the shop. Oh. Jetsu's gonna kind of, like, peek into the shop, like, trying to get a peek. Should we tell her what's happened? That her daughter died? And came back. She's gonna kind of, like, do a little, like, half smile, like, yeah, came back. (laughs) (laughs) And... Uh, Valis is going to kind of shake his head like, yeah, but she could potentially be fighting a dragon right now. It's not exactly good news. The woman just lost two of her daughters. Do you want to go tell her? Honestly, no. But at least... At least we could tell her the last time we saw her daughter, she was alive. Your whole reason for going west was to tell her Brianna about her sisters, right? Yes. We should at least let her mother know that she, that was done. <sighs> Fine. So it is It is going on nightfall, and 
Um, a lot of these establishments are closing up for the day, so walking walking into this place, I imagine the whole party's going? I was going to say, are we just going to leave them outside? <laughs> like, right. Is this a thing where... Losers, we're going shopping. V <laughs> <laughs> would go in to browse. Yeah, I, I was about to say, Valis wouldn't necessarily stop to give an explanation to the entire party. It would kind of just be jazz. You know, that, it, like, that's... Like, well, they'll catch on. I'm not walking with them. She'll kind of, like, wave them in, like, hey, we're going in here. Like, come on. It's going to be a party. Sad party. I was about to say it. (laughs) Plenty of dinner rolls. Uh, Walking walking into the shop. Uh, So the woman behind the counter is um, not dismissive, but she's very much... You could see she's very much kind of packing up for the day. And then she she hears you guys enter and, and looks across to, looks across the room and right away notices Valis. Um, and she's going to lift up a portion of the counter here and, and come across the other side. And uh, she's going to walk right up and hug Valis. Uh, and he's going to visibly recoil. <laughs> just visibly, just... Instantly uncomfortable. I honestly didn't expect to see you back so soon. Who who are your new friends? Valis is going to look down towards Jadzia. This is Jadzia Grace. Jadzia's going to kind of bow her head a little bit. Hello. Um, we met Valis West. Um, we're friends with Brianna. Um, a look's going to come across her face instantly um, because you didn't use past tense. Technically, it's not yet. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know. You've seen her? How is she doing? She's been through some hard times, but she's holding up quite well, considering. Does she know about her sisters? Jensi is going to look back up at Valis because that was kind of his job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Valis is just kind of not his, not his head. I did end up telling her she, she didn't take the news very well. That was to be expected, though, I suppose. Um, Valerie's gonna just kind of tilt her head down, just acknowledge. Uh, and then she's gonna look up to Kaluna who, next to Valis, is the other eye-catcher in the room, because you don't see too many wild and just walking around town, you know, hanging out. Uh, who, who, who are these two in the back? Valis? <laughs> there's, there's this brief silence, and then Valis is going to take it upon himself that he's supposed to, because he's the one who knew Valerie previous, he's, it, it kind of falls on him to introduce the two of you. Valis is going to kind of point his thumb back towards Fee. That's the thief, and this is the tree thing. Chauncey is going to smile and say, "It's um, their names are Fee and Kaluna." Um, Valis is not even going to stop. Like, just kind of like side eye glance, and, uh-huh. and that's it. Like, <laughs> the, not not correct himself. Not not no social graces whatsoever in that arena. Ah, arena. I get it. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Because remember, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Valerie's going to walk right up to Kaluna and offer her hand to shake. Uh, Kaluna will look at it kind of awkwardly and then do that thing again where, like, 
they don't know how handshakes work, so they just sort of come in from the wrong angle and shake it that way. <laughs> so it's just really awkward. It's like when someone reaches to do a handshake, but the other guy's doing a fist bump or a high five or something. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh okay. But they will do it very, very happily. And after, after the, the slightly awkward but pleasant exchange, uh, she's going to reach out to... Uh, she's going to reach out to, to Fee. Uh, Fee's going to shake her hand and say, um, don't worry, the uh, Fee thing was uh, previous. Do I need to roll a bluff check? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I haven't stolen anything, and I don't currently intend to steal anything, but that doesn't mean he never will again. Right. I, I mean, that's not your... Okay. I would say you don't need to roll a bluff check only because that's not your that's not your trade. That's not how you get by. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not a thief by... It's like, well, I steal to get by. That's how I do... You're not You're not fucking Aladdin. Gotta like, eat to live, gotta steal to eat till y'all die yeah. when I got the time. I wanted to say it before, but I, I didn't. And then you said Aladdin and I had to. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I was trying to stay one step ahead of you. <laughs> Did you see Thank how you. fast it like flew out of my mouth though? Like yep. I'm just waiting. I know my friends. <laughs> you never had a friend like me though. Ah, <laughs> yes. Come on, guys. Good night, everybody. We're done. We're There's done. six more songs. Let's sneak them in there. Prince Ali, yes, it is he, but not as you know him. I love the Jafar version of that. Like, sorry. Oh man! Now I'm derailed. Characters from Disney—that's fucking weird. No one fucking guessed. You're a bad <laughs> boy. With King Scar, I mean Carter. <laughs> okay, let's let's get let's get uh, back into the world. Yeah, a whole new world, if you will. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who cares about this, Bree. <laughs> Doesn't work if you don't sound like you're crying. I can't do that. Well, I can. You can. Like, You've proven it. Um, that's true. <laughs> last episode, you broke a lot of people's hearts, actually. Uh, yeah, so that, I, I don't think you need to roll, to surmise. I don't think you need to roll a bluff check on that. Um, uh, Valerie's Valerie's kind of lean in, going to lean in and whisper to V. Uh, that's that's okay. I don't think Valis is really good with social contracts. Yes, that's uh, that's something that I picked up quite quite early on as well. So, is there anything I can do for you, or were you just stopping in to keep me posted? Would you guys like to browse the wares, see if there's any updated equipment we could buy real quick? Is, sure. It, is it just weapons in here, or...? Um, there are some... There are some very basic potions. This is kind of your... This, this is kind of an adventure shop. It's, it's uh, weapons, uh, not really a lot of armor, not really a lot... She's... Um, she deals pretty much in weapons uh, by trade, but yeah, there's some there's some like it's sort of like if you go to uh, if you go to like a store or something like that, and you have the impulse items at the at the at the counter. <laughs> well, if you're going out there, you might want to get some health potions, that kind of thing. You know, they're just it's just smart to stock it. Mm, they're only three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine you're picking up you're picking up some potions at the very least. Yes. How yeah. much are they? Um, these are going to be uh, 150 a pop. Because she's kind of discounting them for you, but these are um, these are actually pretty pretty good potions. These are the ones that use a healing surge. You get two d eight plus a healing uh, plus whatever your healing surge value is. I'll take uh, 
Mm, I'll take 10. So that would be $1,500. Wow, I should not have needed a calculator for that. I just added a fucking zero at the end. <laughs> so let's do, let's do that. Okay, Chancia. So you are stocking up because she's giving you quite a steep discount on these, actually. That leaves me with 6500 Can I get three? She actually only had ten. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I, sorry. <laughs> I will give one potion to each of my party members. Wow. Including Valis. You are so generous. Well, I bought the whole market. Oh, I should have <laughs> oh, resold them in fact. instead. <laughs> okay. That's capitalism, so. right, guys? Seven health potions left. Okay. Um, Valerie is going to try to pull Jadzia aside. Just for a minute. Okay. Um, I would ask Valis, but he's not much of a talker. You, you said you spoke to Brianna recently. Just a few days ago, yes. Did she... Did she have any interest in coming here? Maybe? Jason, real quick. Do I know about Una and Bree? Anything? Uh, what, they're, they're, them, like, relationship-wise? Yeah. Um, I would say everyone kind of picks up a vibe on it by now, but nothing, like, concrete. Actually, Kaluna... <laughs> Kaluna would have the most insight into it. Now, depending on whether Kaluna told the rest of the group, or or what, also, you guys have been... She... She would have... Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let's see. Kaluna's like, I saw them fertilizing one another. <laughs> Ew! And some apples. What did Fee see? Oh yeah, Fee did. You saw yeah. them oh, making yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's right. The door he was hitting. Saw yeah, so knocking. <laughs> so everyone in this party except for Jadzia and Valis actually would know that there's like concrete but I have or something a vibe, going on between. Like... You get a vibe, yeah. That was more from <laughs> you guys taking turns walking into the room where something had just previously happened, and everyone's acting weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, can can I make a perception check to see if I can hear what uh, Valerie is saying to Jadzia? Sure. 18. Um, not quite. This is kind of low murmurings. You're going to pick up like every fourth or fifth word, but it's 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 more it's more you're kind of straining to hear. Okay, fair enough. I don't even know where to start with this question. Um, Jadzia is just going to kind of um, look down for a second and then back up and say, I'm not sure about how much you know about what's going on in the West. Um, Bree's been tangled up in that for some time. And also, she's very attached to someone right now. I would imagine that she will come through here at some point, but I haven't heard anything direct from her that she was coming. I honestly wouldn't... I wouldn't expect her to want to talk to me, but... I just wanted to know how she took the news would want her to know that I'm here for her if she ever did want to visit. If I see her before you do, I'll let her know. I really appreciate that. Thank you. God, I want to know what happened, but Jadzia would not ask. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, Can I history check this family? <laughs> <laughs> the famous Ebelmere family? Yes! Cool, alright. Many uh, history I got a 28. Books. I was joking. I know. But I got 28, so... <laughs> I feel like you owe me something. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go the on. The history of her blouse. 
Oh, it's rich. Um, here we go. I've actually written two articles about this blouse. Uh, no one read them, but that this. <laughs> I, I are you guys are you guys pretty much done in Whitehead? You'd like to move on, or is there anything else you'd like to do before you leave? Yeah, oh potion. shit! I should spend healing searches, shouldn't I? You really need to. Yes. Brianna is going to arrive in the city of Esterholt and make a beeline for the Temple of Cord. Um, she has been riding for almost a full twenty-four hours, uh, taking minimal breaks, stopping only for a moment or two uh, and then getting back on the road even though Actorun has bought her some time uh, she she's not wasting any of it um, arriving at the Temple of Court she's going to hop off of this horse and immediately start to unlash Una from the back of it there are going to be a couple of people there that would see that Una is apparently in bad shape or, or worse um, and they're going to run over to help Bree un- untie her. Once they, they get her off of the horse, uh, Bree's going to almost bark at them. Help me get her inside. These two individuals are going to help Bree lift Una and get her inside the temple. Um, Julie would be the only remaining paladin in th- that would have any authority here that would be in charge. And seeing Una, um, she's going to piece together immediately that everything fell apart and not seeing anyone else come in with with Brianna she is going to surmise that everyone's probably dead Brie is going to waste no time walking up to Julie I want to go through the same rite that she went through whatever she did I, I want to do the same thing I want to bring her back Julie's not going to say a word but she is going to be looking down at Una and after a few moments, she's going to break her gaze at Una and, and, and kind of take Bree in. You don't belong to this temple. You're not a follower of Cord. And you're in no shape. I can't let you do that. Bree is not really willing to take no for an answer. And after, after a, a moment, she figured it would be as simple as, I want to try this risky, life-threatening thing. Just let me do it. That's what you people are all about. Let me do it. And she's a little shocked that she's being denied. It's up to me. It, it's it's my choice. If, if it kills me, it kills me, but I have to try. Um, and Julie is going to stop looking at Brie, look back down at Una. She needed two other people with her. And even then, it almost killed her. You wouldn't survive the trial. I can't let you do that. A long pause is going to settle in between the two of them. And this place is going to go silent. Uh, Julie is going to request that the two paladins carry her body into the next room as they prep her for a proper burial. And then Julie is going to turn to Bree and, and say... We're going to give her all of the respect that she absolutely deserves. Her weapon will be returned to the temple. I don't think anyone else is going to be worthy of wielding it for a very long time. You should be incredibly proud of her sacrifice. I don't suppose that anyone else made it. Bree's just going to gently shake her head back and forth. 
There's going to be a really mournful expression that crosses Julie's face. What about the dragon? And Bree's going to lift her head up um, and, and, and look into Julie's eyes. It's dead. Julie's going to reach over and put her hand on, on Bree's shoulder. Then at least... At least she died killing what was so obviously a threat to all of us. That should be some some solace. Bree is going to take that in for a moment and then reach up and place her hand around Julie's throat. And her eyes are going to disappear behind a cloud of black and her hands are going to start to glow. And she's almost, she's, she's speaking through her teeth. You're a paladin. You can bring her back. You know she deserves to come back. Um, Julie is... is Bree's not large, obviously, but she she quite evidently has the power to do some real damage, especially this close. Um, especially to someone who's not currently wearing any armor, um, and her hand is clenched around her throat. So Julie is taking a very different tact here. While she wants to be comforting, it she's very much on the defensive. Una was one of our... Una was an example of who should follow Cord and how to follow him. She wouldn't want to come back. She's where she belongs. She died protecting Theria from Strahd. You know, deep down, she doesn't want to come back. Bree is going to tighten her grasp around... Julie's throat. She's thinking about it. Actorona said something fairly similar. After thinking about it for a moment, I want her back. She risked her life to save me, and I owe her that much. I did not come this far to have you just let her die. And I'm sorry, but I will kill you if you don't bring her back. Julie's going to raise her hands up just a bit. Just more or less saying, okay, I can't do anything with you threatening me like this. I'm not going to try and hurt you. I'm not going to try to get away. Bree's going to let go of her throat. And Julie is going to take, take a step back. And kind of rub at her throat for a moment. And then the entire time just staring at Bree kind of assessing to see if she thinks she's serious, if she would if she would do something violent. And then after a moment, she's going to turn and go into the room where they placed Una. Julie is going to place her hands on Una, and a pale white glow is going to is going to emanate from her hands, and that's going to grow in intensity until it's blinding. And after a moment, I'm going to roll here. Una is going to draw a painfully sharp breath. Um, like someone who's been underwater for a long time, they're, they're just like, <gasps> like the, a huge gasp. And uh, life is going to switch back on. She is... <laughs> Una, Una is alive. Julie is going to fall over. Uh, she is massively weakened from this, and 
Bree is going to try and at least get her to uh, a seated position. Just try to try to. She's not. She's not just dismissive of her. It's not. Uh, she didn't forget about her, but she wants to check on. She wants to check on Una as as soon as possible. So as soon as, as soon as Julie's kind of propped up against a pillar, Bree is going to race over to Una to make sure she's okay. All right. Leaving Whitehedge. A few more hours on the road. I would like you all to roll a perception check for me, please. 28. 12. 18. Oof. That is a rare, bad perception roll for Fee. 28. Um, Kaluna is going to be the first one in the party to pick up the, the very uh, distinct smell of smoke in the air. Oh, good. It's it's coming from uh, it's coming from off to the side. There's a small patch of there's a small patch of uh, trees and, and it's 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 wooded, but it's not necessarily a forest. It's 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 right off to the side, the the left hand side of the road. And as the party gets closer to it, everyone else is going to start picking this up too. It is it is very distinct. Something uh, something is burning. Now Kaluna is also going to notice that. It would appear as though uh, there is an abandoned cart, um, kind of kind of rickety. Uh, looks as though that uh, it, it may be um, you know many years old. It's been used quite a bit, um, and it looks like it has been attacked recently. Um, and there have been some objects kind of uh, drug off the back of it, uh, maybe in a hurry. And there are going to be tracks. In the uh, in the dirt and mud near near the road itself, um, that would indicate that something has attacked this 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 cart, and uh, it looks as though they have drug bodies into the uh, into the small patch of woods. Can I do a nature check to identify the tracks? You absolutely can. Thirty-two. Did sorry, uh, did Phallus need to throw previously on the perception? Um, that would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so eleven, Valis don't see shit. Um, but he he did pick up the smoke when you're right on top of it. Basically, everyone else would be almost choking on it. And he's like, huh? Oh yeah, I, I kind of smell something. Um, so a nature check of thirty-two. These are definitely null tr- null tracks. It would appear as though that they have attacked this cart. And it looks like two individuals were wrestled off of the cart. Um, there are no horses attached to the cart any longer. Uh, the horses actually, it looks as though they took off down the road. That maybe perhaps during the melee they were cut free or something happened. But they, they look as though they are loose and, and kind of ran off. The, uh, it looks as though these, uh, these poor hapless beings were surrounded. Um, you don't know if they're alive or not, but you do see you you do see bits of blood here and there in the cart and around the cart, but not necessarily enough to uh, to assume that these two these two people are dead. Good news, guys! The horses are probably okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kaluna would sort of try to stop everyone and point at the cart and say, "Knolls." Okay. Um, once we all know that knolls are a thing. Can we, like, do another check to see if we can hear anything nearby? Can can everyone do it? Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's on me, I'm, I'm not going to do well. We're bummed. 
That's what you. Hey, twenty-one. Nice. Yeah. Oh, got a 23. Ah, 26. Very nice. So everyone did pretty well here. I get crits on the best things. Um, the party is going to hear that not, not very far off the road at all, is the sound of uh, many gnolls. If you had to put a number on it, you would say that minimum, you're probably looking at six or seven. You're looking at a small pack of gnolls. Um, Is anyone else terrified he'd throw out a number like 60? (laughs) Well... Half a second? Are you worried? (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, With Kaluna's nature check, combined with um, what you would know about gnolls, you know that gnoll packs can grow as large as 30 or 40. Um, Once they get get to that size, though, um, they kind of implode because they, there tends to be a lot of infighting about who's in charge. They're, they're very hard to keep organized and focused, so they end up kind of ripping each other apart, and then the group usually dissolves into two or three smaller groups, and then they, the, the process starts anew. So um, they can there can be as many as 30 or 40 in a, in a group, though. Great. Okay. Beautiful. Um, uh, is, is, is it obvious what was on this cart? Um, it would appear as though uh, this was just a cart full of uh, pretty regular stuff. This looks like people's possessions. This didn't even look like they were out to deliver anything. This looked like maybe these people were moving or uh, just maybe they packed up to visit somewhere. A lot of blankets and bedrolls. And um, uh, there's a chest. There, there looks to be uh, a, a chest that was drug off of this uh, this cart could have been food or minor possessions, things like that. These didn't look like people who are cash rich. This cart was not in the best of shape. Nothing of any note then? Not really. Fair enough. I would check for traps first. That sounds smart. Because gnolls seem like the trappy sort. They can be. They're not as bad as kobolds, but they can be. Gnoll traps tend to be a bit more brutal. Whereas kobold traps tend to be a bit more immobilized, stun, that kind of thing. Uh, Null traps will be much more, uh, let's put a spike through your leg, or, you know, that kind of thing. That sounds... Perfect. Yeah. yeah. To Kaluna, it must sound familiar. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. And Yen, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that one was the floaty one, not the stabby one. No, it was a stabby one. It, it was, was a stabby iron spike of this. Ah, oh, I thought it was the Infernal Moon Curse. No, I just remember, like, that. It was like, man, that is effective. Man, I have two immobilization things. Yeah. Why yeah. am I not more powerful? <laughs> <laughs> or at least more helpful. <laughs> you need AoEs. So, are we checking for traps before you continue on? That sounds smart. I like yeah. that plan. Uh, should I do that? Because I have 12. That sure. sounds like a fee type thing. 27. 27. Checking the area around the road. He doesn't see any traps. It looks like that maybe these gnolls just got the jump on these poor travelers and just ambushed the crap out of them. Um, it didn't appear as though that they had anything particularly uh, well thought out or set up in the road to hamper their progress. They just probably wrong place, wrong time. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fee, Fee would relay that. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I, I can't see, I can't see any traps uh, on or around the road. Okay, so you guys are going to get ready and continue on? Yep. I guess so. Yep. yep. Seeing that everyone is is has assessed the situation, um, stopped, 
uh, and then they're getting ready to continue on again. Um, Valus is going to call out to Jadzia. Wait just one second. Jadzia will stop. <laughs> you can continue on with the party. I'm going to see if I can do something here. Do you think those people are alive? I don't know, but it doesn't look like they had any means of defending themselves if they did. I could at least see if they are. If they aren't, then I'll rejoin the party right away. If not, I can catch up with you in Brightport after I deal with whatever's there. I'm not leaving you behind. <laughs> if you're going in, I'm going in. There's no reason to put yourself in any further danger. It's just a pack of gnolls. I've dealt with them before. I'll wait here. Um, Valus is gonna. Is look Valus past- gonna be the sneaky one here? Because that's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Could work. We don't know. <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me with the guy with fucking thirty feet of chain and a bear trap strapped to us? You telling me he's not gonna be sneaky? I'm just saying. I think that it might be a good idea to further assess the situation. Um. Jadzia will kind of look over at the group and see if they notice that she stopped yet. So, has anyone else in the party noticed that, that Jadzia has stopped? I, I the, imagine we would notice. We're hella perceptive. Yeah. Are you stopping as well, or is it like, fuck well, that? Well, like, are yeah, we... we're not going to okay. leave everybody behind, yeah. right? Okay, so, um, if you guys come a little bit closer, then Jadzia will tell you, like, Valis thinks that they might be alive. Maybe we should just just go see what's up. And she's kind of looking at Fee like, I'm not going to make you do it, but... Um, yeah, yeah, Fee, Fee, uh, Fee, Fee's got a look on his face, which is kind of like, oh, why, 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 why are we stopping? It, this is, this isn't, this is pointless. Um, but yeah, he's, he's going to look at Valison and say, what makes you think that they're still alive? I honestly have no idea. We did watch someone die the other day, and we could have done something to stop it. What makes them more important than stopping Strad? We've already been days on the road. If I could just... It would only take me a few moments. If you'd like to continue on, then go right ahead. I could do this by myself. You're a valuable member of our party, but... I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that you're... the, the quietest of members... I shall go and have a look and see what is happening. And I'll report back. Uh, Valus is going to nod his head and just kind of defer to you on the stealth thing. Because Valus has tried to be stealthy around Knowles before. That didn't work out so well. This particular area, as a matter of fact. Um, so go ahead and, yeah, roll a stealth check for me. 21. Um, so stealthing into this 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 little patch of woods um, Fee is going to uh, going to hear these gnolls cackle and, and moving about and, and it's it's pretty loud he's right on top of them and he's in a section of tree line that is fairly obscured to them um, and it would appear as though they've set up a makeshift camp uh, they have a fire going and they appear to be burning possessions that they pulled off this cart just to get this fire started, apparently. It would also appear as there as though there are two people, um, a man and woman, uh, who uh, appear to be a little on the older side. 
they're not tied up. They they are. Uh, one of them is is lying on the ground. The other is kind of on on their knees. One of them is definitely alive. Uh, the other one may be unconscious, maybe dead. You're not sure from from this angle. Uh, there are uh, three knolls surrounding those two people, um, brandishing weapons and uh, whatever they're going to do with them. They're going to be doing it fairly soon. You'd surmise. Um, and there are four more. Uh, around the fire. So you're dealing with seven knolls. How far away am I uh, from the from the uh, prisoners? Um, you're about 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, and how easy would it be to stealth around to them? Well, the problem is, the way this is set up, there's kind of a, there's a clearing in the tree line. So you would... Uh, to stealth around to them, it would be a little trickier because there's a patch of there's a patch of area where there there's nothing to hide behind. So that'd be a pretty high stealth check. This would be something where you would almost have to be a ghost and and kind of dart dart across to where there's uh, more trees and bushes. If I could use shadowy tendrils and attack, um, one let's of do the... this. Let's let's okay. put some let's put some let's put some on the board here. Okay, so. Let's say that... Okay, you're using Shadowy Tendrils. So go ahead and pop your character on the board there. Okay, where where, where would I have come in from? Um, just 30 feet away. Just pick an area that's six spaces away. Okay, yeah. So Fee would... Uh, and that gets me a melee basic attack. Uh, I have a feeling... That's a miss. Okay. Okay. Um, can I can I do my shouty thing now? Um, you absolutely can as a minor action. Cool. Uh, so here, okay, good. Yeah, I I, I, I was gonna shout. Um, uh, Valis, they're alive. Um, okay, so here's how this is gonna work. Um, we're gonna go through one round, and then the party's gonna be able to get to you. Okay, so. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, these gnolls got some good rolls. Okay. Uh, Noel Sycophant. Let's see here. Uh, Noel Sycophant number three is going to move on up to Fee and use his hand axe. Uh, that's going to hit. Uh, 16 damage. Noel Sycophant number four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, he's going to use uh, his uh, longbow. That's going to hit for 16 damage. Uh, and Fee, your turn. Okie dokie. Um, okay, so I have just noticed um, I have a thing called First Strike. So at encounter start, get combat advantage against those that haven't acted yet. Um, okay. So that gives me combat advantage against number one who I'm next to um, and I'm just going to use a melee basic attack against him and that's it. it okay so sneak attack damage first 16 dead oh even better um, uh, that is everything then okay um, these gnolls are uh, you can you can see where they're 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 shifting they're 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 more animal than people. 
uh, and they kind of keep their, their heads real low and their eyes trained on you as they shift around. And there's this maniacal little cackle that follows them wherever they go, almost like hyenas, almost. Uh, and Noel number seven, uh, he's going to use his longbow against, well, Fee, obviously. Uh, that's going to hit nine damage. Uh, Fee is now bloodied. Noel number five, one. Uh, he's also going to use his longbow. That's going to hit uh, 13 damage. Uh, Null number two is going to sidle right on up next to Fee and use his hand axe. That's going to hit for 10 damage. Fee is down to 10 10 life. Fee, your turn. Okay, okay. Uh, Wild Repulsion, which is a daily, and it gives me resist 5 to all damage. Okay. Uh, That is until, until the start ends. Um, okay, thank you. So um, I will use uh, Cloak of the Walking Wounded, which uh, uh, which is when I use my second wind while blooded, I can expend two healing surges instead of one. Okay. Um, so I will do that. Uh, unbalance the trick, which allows me to shift two squares, which I will go there. I will also use my action point uh, to do a melee basic attack against number three um, that's a hit damage okay, that will kill him and uh, by using my action point I can teleport five squares so one, two, three, four five over this way cool, and that is everything I can do Okay, uh, Noel Sycavant number six is going to run up to Fee, uh, use his hand axe, uh, and that'll miss. Okay, um, the rest of the party, if you would like to place your characters somewhere in this area right here, they're going to come streaking into this little clearing. Okay, we are back to. Uh, we're back to Noel number four. Uh, let's see. He's going to use his hand axe against Fee. That's going to hit. Uh, damage. Uh, 15 damage. That will bloody Fee. Fee, your turn. Okay, okay. Um, just a melee basic attack against number four. That's a hit. That'll hit. Uh, that will kill him. Um, uh, that is everything for now. Uh, let's see. Null number seven is going to see that the the <laughs> you have reinforcements now that there's there's a new grouping of people coming into this clearing, and uh, this null is going to run up to Kaluna and use his hand axe, and that'll hit. These googly-eyed fuckers. <laughs> They're quite googly-eyed, actually. Uh, Seventeen damage to Kaluna. That's really rude. Null number five. He's going to do the same thing. Hand axe charge against Kaluna. That will hit. 19 damage to Kaluna. Regretting my placement. <laughs> Valis. Valis is going to. Valis is going to walk right up next to Kaluna. Uh, let's see. Um, he's going to take a huge broad swipe 
with his sword against these two gnolls that are standing right next to you. So attack that will miss the one, and it will definitely hit the other. So uh, that will kill number five. Uh, number seven is still uh, still very much alive. Jason, I think Co- you just broke a rule. What did I do? You rolled a 19, and you didn't say it. Uh, uh, I think that's that incredibly would... against the rules. <laughs> I, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, that would almost be a crit, guys. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just thought we were going to follow the rules here. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost, <laughs> I lost track. Uh, Kaluna, your turn. Yay. Okay. Um, let's see. Wow, I had a bunch of cool things that I was going to do. Okay. So instead of doing a bunch of cool things, I'm just going to use Healing Spirit on Fee. Uh, the target can spend a Healing Surge. And that's that's all. <laughs> Um, next up, we've got Null number two. Uh, Null number two is going to move right here and then take a swipe at Valus with his hand axe. That'll hit. Uh, he, oh, wow. Yeah, he's, ooh, he's going to catch, he's going to catch Valus pretty good in the back with his hand axe. Just kind of bury it uh, near his shoulder blade and do 18 damage. Jatsia, your turn. All right, I am going to curse number two, and uh, which spell do I want to use? Which spell do I want to use? Uh, constitution, Constitution. I will use Diabolic Grasp against him. Come on, let me do it. Miss. Ooh, All right. Miss. Um, wait, what did I get? A fifteen. Oh man, it's not even worth saving at this point, is it? <laughs> mm. Oh, I can reroll an attack roll if I use my Dark One's own luck. I'll try that. It's probably just gonna miss twice, but let's do it. Ah, I missed again. Wow, a two and a five. <laughs> I am not helpful right now. Um, is it worth uh, using an action point? No. Wait, no, he did. He hurt Valus really bad. I'm going to use an action point. I'll try Frigid. I just... Okay, I'm not going to get one for being speedy anyway, so let me let me look at my powers real quick. I want to try to get something that will actually like really hurt him. All of my things are against Fortitude. Don't I have anything... Actually, can I put uh, can I put my little dude next to that guy? As a miner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I put Sheldon right next to number two? Preferably on the Kaluna side. Like, right over there. Sweet. All right. I'm going to try yeah. Demonic Possession. Because um, that's versus Will. I imagine their Will can't be that high. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Um, I slide the, dar- the target up to the number of squares equal to its speed. The target then makes a melee-based attack as a free action against the creature you choose. I would like to send that motherfucker back here. Bam. I want him to attack okay. that motherfucker right there. Bam. Done. It oh. has, uh, the target has combat advantage for the attack and a plus four power bonus to the damage roll. That's going to miss. He rolled and, a one. Oh, wow. Well, it's going to be days until the end of his next turn, at least. Okay. I tried. You did. And that was, that, wow, one. That was not a good turn. <laughs> the, uh, it, it, it happens. Happens to the best of them. Uh, Fee, your turn. Okay, dokie. Um, does pig grant combat advantage? If um, opposite. Let me double check. No, it's only if he uses a thing. Not if he's opposite. Nope. He has to use a specific attack in order for you to get combat advantage from him. I should have done that. My bad. Uh, uh, sorry, don't worry. Um, is it? Uh, okay, so. Uh, Amistrick will get will get me combat advantage against him anyway, so 
that's fine. Uh, against number six, and I'll use a melee basic attack. Ah, oh, fuck's sake, that's a miss. That is gonna miss. Thank you, that's everything. Uh, number six, he is going to use his hand axe against Fee. That's gonna hit 18 damage to Fee. Uh, that will bloody him. Back to the top of the order. Fee, your turn. Okay, okay. Um, I will do exactly the same thing again. Uh, Ambushrick gives me combat advantage. Um, and meet a basic. That's a hit. That'll hit. 19, that kills it. That will kill it, yep. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's everything then. Okay. Uh, number seven here is going to use his hand axe versus Kaluna. That will hit. Uh, 15 damage to Kaluna, and that will bloody her. Them. Them. Damn it. <laughs> you know what? Phallus is going to try another another broad swing here with his uh, his sword against 2 and 7. Jesus, that's going to miss 7. That will definitely hit 2. So he's just taking these big, meaty, un, you know, inaccurate swings. Um, easily duckable. It's very, very much telegraphed. But 2 did not duck in time, and he caught... He caught the brunt of Valus' sword in its chest and just kind of falls limp. Seven is still alive. Kaluna, your turn. Actually, Seven is the only knoll left alive in this this clearing. What I'm going to do is... That's what I was going to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to use Healing Spirit on myself. And I just saw a thing where um, I missed it beforehand, so I'm not going to try and use it on Fee. It's a Vigorous Spirit. A target of Healing Spirit regains additional HP. A um, equal to my wisdom modifier, which is six. <laughs> so mm. I'll do that, and then Fee gets one uh, d eight hit points because he's adjacent to Pig. Thank you very much. Welcome. And then I guess I'll move Pig in the general direction. His speed's six, right? Where where are you trying to get him? Oh, I'm just moving him closer. Either. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's see if I actually do anything this time, guys. Um, All right, because that die that I cursed died, um, I'm looking at Kaluna's thing. Sorry. I get something when he dies. Fuck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm being being bad today. Fate of the Void, there you are. You gain a plus one bonus to any single d20 die community. An enemy under your warlock curse is reduced to zero hit points or fewer... I gain a plus one bonus to any single d20 roll I make. Woo! Exciting. Um, I'm going to move over here. going to go ahead and be concealed. I'm going to curse number seven. Okay. And then um, I'm just going to go ahead and use Infernal Moon Curse on him. Because I feel like it. Fuck! Hell! That was a two. God, you everybody. rolled a two. Jesus. It was a two. I am not doing well today. Um, I used my action point already. Um... Yeah, I think I'm just gonna accept that this isn't my 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 day, and at least I didn't yell in the middle of a thing of gnolls. <laughs> oh. uh, Fee, your turn. Because I'd be dead. Okay. See, Fee could survive that. I'd be dead. Aggie, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so worry, worry, worry. Um, tactical trick gets me up to my speed. So that's six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And uh, I'm going to use I'm going to use backstab uh, with my ranged basic attack. 
Um, which so I have a plus two because a tactical trick gives me combat advantage against any opponent which is next to uh, one of my allies and backstab gives me a plus three so I'm rolling this at a plus five that's a fucking miss Um, that's everything then Fee your turn Um, okie dokie tactical trick again should get me there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Um, and just my me Levesque stack. Uh, actually, fuck it. Backstab as well. Oops. And that's a hit. That'll hit. 22. That will kill the last knoll in the field. Yay! Woo! Exciting. All right. Um, um, sorry. Phallus. No, sorry. Um, Phallus is going to cut a look to, to Fee. Um, and. Uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna put away his weapon and 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 not yell at him, but uh, definitely with a much with a much more stern voice than he usually uses. You know, for someone who was leery about walking in here to begin with, you picking a fight with seven gnolls by yourself wasn't exactly brilliant. No, but we all survived, and I didn't I didn't feel that the the prisoners were going to be around for long enough to go back and describe the situation. Um, he's going to kind of just grumble and start to walk past me. <laughs> just, just, uh, and just, let's just walk past, um, and, and move towards these, uh, move towards these two people. Um, is anyone else interested in checking on these two people or is it pretty much just packing up and leaving? Fee will Josie will run over. Kaluna will keep watch to make sure no more gnolls show up. Probably a good idea. Wouldn't that have sucked if it were a pack of 30 or 40? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the uh, the man who's kneeling down here um, is... Uh, has, they, they've both been beaten up pretty badly. Uh, do me a favor, roll a perception check, Jatsy. Of course. Let me get back to that. Oh, sorry, my computer's going very slowly. Perception. Why are you making me do it? Oh, 11. There you go. You get what you pay for. Oh. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, Fee, you too. There we 16. Go. Oh my god. Wow. Valis? Valis rule of 14. Okay, <laughs> well. Huh. They appear to be people. They appear to be people, everyone. This much we are sure of. Um, they, they've, both been, they've both been beaten pretty badly. Um, the, the, the female uh, appears to have taken uh, a bit more of a beating. Um, she does appear to be alive, but is unconscious. The man's just kind of hunched over her, trying to trying to wake her up. Um, he is going to thank you profusely, uh, Jancy first, and then and then Fee. Um, Fee, he's going to reach out to shake his hand pretty aggressively. This is a this is a taller man, darker hair, appears to be a bit older, probably in his fifties. Fee uh, Fee is going to shake his hand, but he's going to say. Uh, the person you want to be thanking is Valus, and motion uh, and motion towards Valus. Valus is going to be standing about five feet away, just just kind of keeping an eye on things, but not necessarily, um, not not necessarily intervening or getting involved. Um, this man is going to uh, when you when you point out Valus, he's going to look over to Valus and he's going to take a step back. Oh. Do me a favor, roll a perception check. Okay. 20. 17. That's better than usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the look 
the look on this man's face, um, it looks as though he may know Valus. Because this, this is a look of, of recognition. This isn't just like, oh, fuck this tiefling. This is like, oh, like, like he, he's, he's, he's backing up visibly. Uh, he, he would say, what's that look for? Um, this man's still, still backing up a bit, almost, almost tripping over his, uh, almost tripping over the woman on the ground. That's, that's the butcher. Explain. And it, it kind of, it, it, that kind of snaps him out of his stupor a bit because he's locked eyes with Vallis. And he's, he's going to look, he's going to look over to Fee like, the fuck do you mean explain? You don't know. That's the butcher of Brightport. Uh, look, we just we just want to get out of here. Just, just could you please just let me, let me take my wife. Let me leave. Just, I don't want any trouble from you. Just please don't hurt me. Judzi is going to um, kind of step in front of Valis, and so that like she's between the two of them, and she's going to kind of glare at them. Like, where the fuck do you get off? <laughs> she's going to say, "We wouldn't have stopped." if he hadn't noticed that you might have been alive. Do me a favor, roll a diplomacy check. Okay. That always goes well for me, too. Hey, 20... Ah! That is a crit. That is a crit. You should feel really guilty and bad about yourself, sir. <laughs> I, won't, I, I, won't, I took a mommy tone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, we are... I'm very grateful. I just... Uh, I'm, again, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm, I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And he, he's, he's gonna reach it? down. Okay, good. I was like, are you leaving? Are you leaving her? <laughs> no, he's gonna reach down and scoop up, um, just kind of uh, scoop up his his wife and and and. Um, before uh, they leave, could Judzia motion like over to Kaluna and be like, "Do you have any healing left?" Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll just use a healing spirit on her. Kaluna's walking around a forest like, look at all these giant people. <laughs> uh, so th- this man is going to walk past, kind of walking past Kaluna. Kaluna's going to do this. And, and um, she's she's going to start to come to very groggy, very, uh, very, uh, very out of it. But but looking a hell of a lot better than she than she did a few seconds ago. And uh, this man is going to look at Kaluna and, and just kind of mouth the word thank you. And then he's going to. Like as she's coming to, he's gonna look over his shoulder again at at back towards Vallis and then start double timing it in the opposite direction. So rude. Kaluna will wave like as like as he's thanking her them, uh, they'll wave, and it'll like continue and just sort of taper off as he runs. <laughs> like what the fuck, man? What the French toast? <laughs> I'm assuming Una's still still lying down. Um, yes. You know, eyes snapped open. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming there's probably blood all over. There's probably still blood like on her mouth. Oh yeah. And she's just gonna stare at the ceiling like blank for a few seconds, and then her eyes will kind of slide over to Bree, just taking in surroundings. She's waiting for you to speak. She's kind of waiting to see if you came back. You. <laughs> she's gonna. She's gonna reach for your hand. Just kind of like claw. Just like grab. Grab your hand. Una, are you okay? 
Come on, say something. Uh, Una's eyes will go like straight back up to the ceiling, and she'll part her lips. I'm guessing they're still coated in blood, and it's disgusting. And really quietly, she just says, There's nothing. And then she's going to sit up like a bolt of lightning has gone through her and just wrench her hand away from Bree and reach for her hammer. She will grab the hammer and just leap up onto the table and grab her hammer with both hands and bring it down as hard as possible. And then having smashed it, just leap off and run out of the room. Bree is going to fall backwards because um, that's pretty jarring. That's that's not the reaction she was expecting or hoping for. Um, she's going to look over to Julie really quickly. More wide-eyed shock than anything. And then after a couple of seconds, she's going to catch her bearings and then she's going to sprint out of the room and chase after Una. Um, Una has headed directly to the main chapel area of the temple. Um, and she is just going to begin smashing everything, everything with the symbol of cord on it, you know, chalices, weapons, deuses, candelabra. She will just be destroying whatever she can. The hammer returns to her hand whenever she throws it. So, you know, anything that's too high up to reach, she'll just be hurling the hammer at it. And she is for the most part silent um, until Brie walks in the room or runs into the room, uh, at which point she turns to Brie and she just goes, there is nothing. So as she's running into the room, she's kind of barreling in face first, and then she is going to recoil violently when you scream at her. What do you mean? There's nothing. Una will completely ignore that and continue smashing and, and screaming um, not even words, just bellowing with rage uh, until most things in the temple are at least broken or dented. And then she will kind of fall to her knees and just hurl a hammer away from her. Um, if it returns, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> just kind of just, you know, slide it across the floor like she doesn't give a shit. Um, and just shaking with anger she'll look up at Bree and just say I was dead and there was nothing there was nothing out there there was no cord there was no heaven there was nothing Bree doesn't really know what to say to that she's gonna slowly start to step towards Una and she, she's kind of got her hand outstretched like she's going to put it on Una's shoulder and then kind of thinks better of it. And then she's going to kneel, kneel down to kind of get on Una's level, just kind of get down towards the floor. I really wish I had something to say to make that any better than what it is. Una's just going to, like, you know, stare Bree in the eyes for a couple seconds. 
and then just throw her arms around her and pull her super close and just break down sobbing. Bree's going to be shocked. Honestly, she, at first, she thought that you were going to do something maybe physically violent. <laughs> but after after she hears you crying, she's going to wrap her arms around you really, really tightly. And, and she's just gonna, she's just gonna hold you until you're done. Continuing your way to Brightport. Um, hours and hours go by. You, you, you are going to ride through the night. As luck would have it, um, the road is pretty much deserted going into Brightport. Um, and it is going to be it's going to be it's going to be light out by the time you get to Brightport. It's going to be around seven, eight a.m. somewhere in there. And this is you're you're riding fairly steady. This is a pretty swift pace you're moving, um, but it's just taking it's just taking a while to get there. So riding into the city itself, the guards are not going to stand in your way. They're not going to uh, they they pretty much allow everyone to enter and exit. The only time they're they're every once in a while there's a search or something needed, or if someone looks particularly menace, menacing, they're they're kind of warned about the lay of the land law wise that most people promptly ignore anyway. Once they're in the city, then they're allowed to go on their way. But um, riding into the city proper, uh, Phallus is going to start to lead you. Um, towards the not-so-great section of town, the houses of Brightport are scattered. Um, they're spaced out a little bit. And House Dragon's Keep, formerly House Darkspain, is in the lower quarter of the city. <clears throat> Still a massive house. Uh, it's one of the three largest standing structures in the entire city. It is, it is huge. Large enough for a fucking dragon to live in it, I'll put it that way. Um, city streets are, are busy and congested, um, you're, you're obviously, you can't ride through on a horse, so you, the, the, there's hitching posts, uh, outside the city to, to kind of dismount and, and get your things together and then move into town. Most people, uh, if they're leaving anything valuable, they employ people to watch their goods and that kind of thing, but you guys don't really need to worry about that. Um, so you are in the city on foot. Um, is there any place you'd like to go before heading right to House Dragon's Keep? Uh, so, making your way to House Dragon's Keep, the the city of Brightport itself is laid out almost like a maze. Um, this is built layer upon layer vertically. After uh, after the city uh, ran out of room, they just started to build up. And as you head into the lower the lower section of the city, the environment is going to start to get noticeably rougher. The shadows cast from buildings and, and overpasses and bridges and, and, and such uh, create ambush spots, really. Um, if you weren't who you were looking like what you look like, you would probably be attacked openly on the streets, uh, heading down some of the uh, some of the back alleyways and such you're heading down. Uh, but because you were walking around with not just not just a tiefling, but Valus, um, and the rest of you look like accomplished, like you're wearing dragon scale armor. That's a big stay the fuck away from me, if ever there was one. Um, and Kaluna's just a wild card. A lot of people would be looking at her like, I don't know what that is. So let's not really attack it. Let's see what it does for a while. Now, that does not mean that you don't have eyes on you and there are people... There will be people uh, watching you and staying a very safe distance away, but 
this is this is not the the kind of city where you're uh, someone as conspicuous as you guys. Uh, you're not going to remain unnoticed. So heading up to the doors of House Dragons Keep itself, Valus is he is going to knock quite loudly with the 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 base of his fist, just kind of pound at this door. Future Jason, you should put the knock here. That's the knocking. Sound. Oh, oh, okay. The first one, it's like, was that a badger? What? <laughs> and a also, badger. Also a badger. It's like, um. fucking Brightport is infested with with badgers. It's a problem, to be honest. I think that would make it a better place. Honestly. The door. <laughs> Please come right in. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. I do a really good badger impression. Apparently. <laughs> good to know. You could play all the NPC badgers in Brightport. Perfect. Uh, a man is going to open uh, is going to open the door, and um, you can see that it looks like he was going to launch into a, a almost pre-recorded spiel, just like oh, welcome. And then he sees Valus, um, and he's going to give the slightest of nods, and then step out of the way, open the door a bit wider, and kind of with a sweeping hand gesture, invite you in. Um, and Valus is just going to step into the building itself, and uh, just not a second thought, just kind of stride right in. Jaxia will just follow in after him, I guess. And she looks a little bit nervous, like, just because. Yeah, these are these these are pretty big double doors. Um, and the rest of this, the, the, the rest of this house itself, calling it a house is almost an insult to houses. This is a fucking mansion, if ever there was one, and quite a large one. There are grounds that, that surround it. Now... It looks as though they're in the midst of some sort of uh, renovation, maybe some construction, um, because half of the outside uh, appears to be, well, there's no other way to put it, a fucking graveyard. And then the other half looks to be, um, uh, looks to be, you know, a, a, a regular looking yard, like nice greenery, and it looks like someone's planting trees. I mean, it looks like it is, it is very habitable, and the other half looks kind of dark, depressing, and gloomy. So work is being done. Um, stepping stepping through the door, um, the interior is much more cheery, actually, uh, a lot brighter and, and um, welcoming, almost uh, uh, pretty warm, um, which is night and day compared to what the, the graveyard motif outside would have you believe. Uh, shutting the door, the man's going to turn to the party. My name's David. I'm assuming you're here to speak to Tessia. Jadzia is going to completely, like, leave this up to Valis. He knows the place, and she's scared. (laughs) (laughs) Not because of the house, by the way. She's okay with, like, scary magical shit. She's kind of used to it. But she is about to meet Tessia, who is Valis' mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Valis is just kind of looking around the place, because it's drastically changed since the last time he was here. Uh, yes, I'm assuming she's in the back somewhere. Um, and David's going to kind of give this, this this really deep, respectful nod. And he's going to point toward the upstairs. She would be in her office. That would be that would be Theramax's former office. I believe you know where that is. Uh, Valis is going to give a nod and almost, almost dismissive, like halfway through the nod, he's already pivoted and started towards the stairs. He's not even, it, it's, he's, he's not even standing there to chit chat any longer. Um, it's totally up to you guys if you want to follow him. Judzia will stick pretty close. Though uh, I think Fee, she'd also be looking around, like, for books yeah. and shit. Uh, Fee, Fee would be following, but he is uh, looking around, kind of taking in the layout and seeing if there are any 
uh, any like nooks and crannies. <laughs> um, do me a favor, roll. So, are you actively looking for like secret passages and things like that, or are you just kind of giving a cursory? Uh, this is um, looking as I'm going through, so I'm I'm not like touching anything, but I'm just okay. like studying. Well, do me a favor, roll a perception check. Oh, crit one. That was terrible. <laughs> okay. This is also new. I'm still taking it all in. <laughs> um, mostly, mostly Fee's noticing motif uh, that uh, this place is uh, is pretty welcoming for one of the houses of Brightport. From what you've heard, um, these establishments are mostly uh, mostly for business, and they can be a bit cold. This one in particular has a pretty nasty reputation within the city that you know of in the past, anyway. <clears throat> so. Um, once you're upstairs, there's this long hallway, and uh, to, towards the end of it, um, there's another set of double doors, um, and that would be Thermax's former office, which is Tessia's current office. And Vallis is going to thump, thump, thump all the way down the end of this hallway, turn the knob, open the door, and walk right in. Again, I'm guessing everyone is just kind of following along, unless you want to kind of get lost and explore a bit. Um, Kaluna is going to follow but they're going to sort of like dart from doorway to doorway, just sort of like poking their head in, sort of like, well, we're supposed to meet Merrick here. So is he here? Is he here? <laughs> okay. Is he here? And just sort of each time getting more and more concerned. Inside this office, as soon as the door swings open, um, Tessie is going to drop what she was doing, um, stand up from behind her desk and, and kind of, uh, hurry up, just kind of hustle around the desk and throw her arms around uh, Phallus's waist. And just kind of give this really loving squeeze, beaming ear to ear to see him. Um, and Phallus is going to, he's going to take one of his hands and and, and kind of cradle her, uh, cradle her back and just kind of like smush her up against him. Kind of a hug, but almost more of, um, it, it's just like, it's not possessive. It's just like, yes, I love you too, but, you know, I'm with people, and, you know, it, it does nothing for my reputation when you do this. Mom, so, I'm not in front of my friends. Yeah. God, you're embarrassing me. Um, there's definitely love there. It's just he's, you know, he's not great with the expressing emotions thing. Phallus uh, is going to turn towards the party, specifically Jadzia, and he is going to kind of like indicate with his head, like kind of like down, kind of point with his his noggin. This is my mother, Tessia, and Tessie's going to let go of Alice and and kind of straighten out her like sh the, the the dress she's wearing. She's going to extend a hand towards Jadzia. Um, Jadzia is going to take her hand and kind of shake it, and like she usually doesn't like she just grab the hand, shake it normally. She's doing it a little bit too hard. <laughs> and then she's also going to bow her head like she usually does, but she's going to go a little bit lower than she normally would. And she's not going to say anything. Tessie is going to, uh, she's going to expect a handshake and then just, again, a little aggressive, a little, a little formal. And she's going to, she's, she's going to give it a second. You, you, you can relax. You don't have to be so formal. Judzi is going to um, nod like, but again, like, just a little bit too much. Like, instead of just nodding twice, she's going to nod, like, five or six times. And then straighten back up and be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tessie's going to uh, 
um, she's going to kind of warmly smile at, at, at Jadzia, and then uh, she's going to reach past and, and go to shake Fee's hand. Fee uh, will shake her hand and say, uh, Hello, I, I think I now have almost met all of the, all of the grimnesses. Um, she's going to cock her eyebrow, uh, eyebrow just a bit. Oh, really? What, you've met who? I have, I have fought alongside both Malchus and Arlov. Well, more Malchus. And she's going to look back to Vels. Is that so? You fought next to Malchus? Briefly. When was this? This was uh, a few weeks ago, uh, further out west. Um, She's going to look back to Vallis again. Is that true? Vallis... (laughs) Vallis is going to kind of roll his eyes. (sighs) Yes, he's alive. And she's going to look back to the party. You haven't seen him recently, though. Not since that battle. I'm I'm sorry. Where where are my manners? And she's going to reach over to shake Kaluna's hand. Uh, Kaluna is going to have like sensed this is an important person, and sort of watched as Jazzy and Fee shook her hand, and so they're going to sort of try really hard to duplicate that. Probably be a little too mechanical with it, but try really really hard. <laughs> Um, she, again, another warm smile, just, just going to shake Kaluna's hand. I'm going to go ahead and guess that you've had a rough journey. How about we, how about we sit down to some tea and we can have a bit of a chat? I'm also going to guess that, and she's going to look back to Vallis, that you're not just here to socialize. Um, Vallis is going to nod his head, just kind of like, yeah, Sorry. Every time he comes here, it seems that there's a problem. So Tessia is going to reach out for Jadzia's hand. Um, not, not to shake it, but more just to grab it. And, and it's, it's more to lead her because she's getting the, she's getting the sense that um, Jadzia is feeling just a bit uncomfortable. Like she's acting very stiff, very just kind of, kind of, you know, uncomfortable inside her own skin. That's what it looks like. So she's trying to be welcoming and friendly, and she's going to try and take Jadzia by the hand and, and start to lead her down this hallway. All right, um, Jadzia will look up at, like, she's going to see the hand, her eyes are going to widen a little bit, and then she's going to look up at Vallis really quick, and then she's going to take the hand, because she doesn't want to offend her, and follow her along. <laughs> she's going to lead everyone downstairs and into into the parlor, and she's going to, she's going to kind of flag David down and... Um, have him bring out something for everyone to drink. Their butler gets to be alive, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> David's not a butler. <laughs> David's not a butler. He's, he's, it's, it's, it's a little different. It's, it, like, he will do butlery things, but it's, 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 I'm sorry, much personal more assistant. He's a fancy butler. <laughs> a fancy <laughs> Jeffrey was fancy as fuck. <laughs> he was. Dandy, um, in fact. <laughs> dandy. So there, there's, uh, there's a really comfortable setup down here in this parlor. Uh, it's kind of an open space, um, very, very comfy chairs and a, a, this huge puffy couch. Um, and she kind of invites everyone to to have a seat. And she's going to have a seat in the chair that's, 
clearly set up to like run conversations. Like it is clearly like okay, that person's in charge. Shit, we're in the principal office, guys. Oh no. (laughs) Never did good in these situations. All right. Um, Before Jadzia sits down, she's gonna look over and see if Valis is going to. I feel like Valis is one of those guys who refuses to sit down in other people's houses. Like, he's one of those douchebags who stands in the corner, and when people tell him to sit down, he's like, no, no, I would prefer to stand. <laughs> hey, wait, I'm one of those douchebags. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's <laughs> kind of where I'm getting it from. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is this because I paced around while everyone was eating, and I just ate standing up and all that weird shit? Is that because? Is yeah, it, is yeah, that it? yeah, it is. I feel like I'm being dis... It's not fucking weird. Yes, I prefer CJ does the same thing. It's it's weird. Fine, whatever. My weirdness aside. <laughs> is Valis weird? Valis <laughs> is a little weird. Uh, <laughs> Valis is going to kind of stand off to the side a bit. Not um, not really one for sitting, um, un, 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 unless he he's kind of forced to. So he is going to stand off to the side just a touch, but he's going to be near Jazia. Not pacing or anything, just kind of <laughs> standing there. Kaluna's going to stay standing too, but they're going to sort of like keep shifting and sort of like constantly look around. Just checking. Valis doesn't have a full beard or anything, does he? Just... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, v, v will sit on the, uh, on the uh, chairs. Okay. Okay, is gonna sit down to you, and she's gonna kind of cross her ankles, and, like, she's gonna sit like a nine-year-old who was just told to sit up straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tessie's gonna sit down, and everyone's gonna start to get comfortable. Okay, that's a lot better. I always find conversation flows a bit more when everyone's comfy. So, if Phallus has taken time to come back here, I'm guessing that... Something's both wrong and important. So, who would like to start? Um, who would like to start? Fee <laughs> uh, will. Fee, uh, Fee leans forward um, slightly, uh, um, and said, "And said, uh, do you know of anything that is happening out west at the moment?" I've heard a few things. Is there something in particular you're referencing? Um, do you know? of a creature named Strahd. I've heard the same old stories everyone else has. Why? Um, it is evident to us that Strahd is roaming and destroying the countryside as we speak. A number of paladins, including a few friends of ours, um, set out to lead Strahd away from the city um, and potentially engage it in battle if the need arose. Uh, if, if the need arose. Um, Why am I guessing this has something to do with Amara? Uh, like, you I, can see that she's putting two and two together. Like, the entire time you're speaking, she's, she's just adding it up and it's like, okay, well, I can't do anything to stop that if it were true. And why would you come all the way to Brightport from Esterholt? Unless you were looking for another dragon. Like, you can, like, the gears are turning in her head. Like, you can definitely see it on her face. Uh, Fee says, uh, I presume Amar is the dragon that Valus mentioned? Um, it would be, yes. You understand that there's an inherent problem with that, and that's that 
I can't speak to him. And I know that Valis can't, unless any of you speak Draconic. I'm going to go ahead and guess that communicating with Amara is going to be very basic. I do speak Draconic. Jepsia's kind of like raised her hand over her head, but her eyes are down when she says that. So uh, you you raise your hand and, and Tessie's going to look over. Really? Jepsia's just going to nod really quickly. That's quite fascinating. When when did you find the time to learn that? That's not usually a language people people study unless they intend on using it. So Jadzia is going to um, shrug, and there was a time in my life where I spent most of my time hiding and reading, and I had a few books on the subject. Um, she's just going to nod her head in recognition. All right. Have and he, she's going to kind of tilt her head up to up to Valis. Have you seen Have you seen Baranith or or the group after they left Brightport? And then she's going to give this side eyed glance to Jadzia. Jadzia's face is going to light up a little bit because she I think she does recognize the name. Like Valis kind of told you about mm-hmm. yeah. And her shoulders are going to go up a little bit, like, defensive. Uh, Ballas is just going to, like, shake his head no. But, again, not making eye contact with her. <laughs> just, just, that's a, obviously a sore subject, and he's just going to kind of dodge it. And Tessia is, she's going to, she's going to pinball between the two of you. Um, do me a favor and, and, and roll, a, roll a perception check there, Jadzia. Fourteen. Okay, you will notice um, that she is she is stealing glances at both of you back and forth, kind of pinballing, um, and then she's going to stop. <sighs> All right, it doesn't sound like you you have much time then, and I'm afraid that any more sitting is just wasting that precious time. So I'm going to go ahead and see how Amara is feeling. The rest of you, please just. Get comfortable, and um, David is going to serve you something. If you want any food, any anything, please don't hesitate to ask. My home is your home, and I hope that you just enjoy a rest while I get things ready. And she's going to stand up and, and start to uh, start to leave the room. Uh, Kaluna's going to stop her before she leaves the room, and just sort of really, very nervously, just sort of let out a little... Is Merrick here? Very clearly just distressed. I... I don't know, America. Were you expecting to meet him here? Kaluna will just sort of nod really quickly. Well, he hasn't arrived yet. If you like, I could give him a message when or if he shows up. Uh, Kaluna will shake their head. Just... And then go finally sit down. Um, she's going to get ready and, and, and turn to leave again, but then kind of hesitate. Jadzia, why don't you accompany me? Jadzia's eyes are going to bulge out of her head for like half a second, but Tessia is behind her, so she can't see. She's going to glance over at Valis really quickly. and um, Valis is going to have a look like, I fucking know, <laughs> just I, I guess. <laughs> like, this is kind of a shock to him, too. It's like, I, I, you better go, though. You better do it. Okay, and then she's going to nod again. Again, too many times. 
but she's kind of reeling <laughs> it in a little bit. And she'll just get up and follow. So Tessia is going to Tessie is going to again reach out for Jatsia's hand um, and start to lead uh, lead her down another long uh, hallway here that leads to uh, a set of steps downward. And while they're traveling, about halfway down these steps, the light is going to you know dim just a bit. But there are there are a set of torches at the base of the steps, so there is some light cascading upward, but it's not as illuminated as the rest of the house. And very flatly, she is going to ask Jadzia, so how long have you been seeing Valis? Um, Jadzia, I don't think she's going to be surprised that the question was asked. More like how it was asked, like just out of the blue like that. And I'm actually going to need Jason to tell me how long she's been seeing Valis, because I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. Uh, you met up with Valis. Sure. What well, depends on your definition of when they started, <laughs> like, quote-unquote, seeing each other. They met They met weeks ago, so this would be almost a month ago that they had met. Um, if you remember, their first interaction was Valis trying to strangle her, uh, uh, essentially, the, the, their, first, <laughs> their first fight. You hired him, and the very first bit of trouble, uh, Valis, uh, well, Jatsia stabbed him, and then uh, Valis tried to strangle her. So... We had a, I don't think they we were had dating. a meet cute. <laughs> a me- <laughs> That's what they call it in romance comedies. <laughs> so that all depends on your definition of when, you know, when the, officially. All right. I'm going to imagine that Jodzi is caught off guard enough that she's just going to say, it's been a few weeks now. I, I can tell that he likes you. If you don't mind me asking, how did you meet? I was very sick. Um, Actually, my group had been finding vampires, and I had been bitten. While searching for a cure, we needed anyone to help make up for the power that I was lacking. And Valis was available. We hired him. And after some time, and she's going to kind of like look away, like she really doesn't want to tell the story of what happened yeah. between point A and point B. Uh, and the entire time she is, she is just studying you. Every every, Tessie is the kind of person that seems to drink people in while she's speaking to them. She is she is noticing every flinch, every movement, every eyebrow twitch, everything. She is taking you in as a person. Perfect, really settling. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Sure there's a reason she does it. Because right. she's smart. <laughs> she grew up in Brightport. <laughs> there's a lot of good reasons. Um. I, you changed my perception about a lot of things along the way. I like him too. And she's gonna kind of meet her eyes for like half a second and then look back down. She's gonna she's gonna kind of smile and then she's gonna again take Jadzia's hand and start back down back down these steps. Going towards the end of this hallway, there is there is a very large set of of double doors. Now, these things are fucking huge, and there are two, uh, two individuals standing um, on either side. Um, they don't look like guards, um, so much as maybe attendants, uh, and there are these very large bronze door handles, almost like knockers, um, and you have to kind of pause while while they while the two men start to uh, 
start to try and jerk open these doors because they're huge and weighted. And she's going to take a moment while they're opening these doors. Without breaking eye contact with the door, she is going to lean over and say, well, he definitely has a type. And he seems to gravitate towards women who can speak with dragons for some reason. And the door is going... These doors are going to swing open and instantly your eyes are going to fill with the the sight of Amara, which is this... It is the largest thing that Jadzia has ever seen in her entire life. This huge white dragon is kind of curled up in the in the center of this immense room. In 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 back of Amara, there is this huge opening. Uh, so it looks as though she can leave at any time, but just chooses to stay here for one reason or another. Um, and in the uh, in the corner of the room, you can see that there there's been um, scraps and remnants of of bits of. Uh, uh, carcasses of goats and, and cows, things like that. Just random assortments of meat. Uh, and um, it looks as though Amara probably had uh, had her fill at one point and then just stopped eating. But um, there's a definite there's a definite odor about that corner of the room. If you were to walk past it, uh, it does smell like raw meat. Uh, but the fact that the room is open and ventilated uh, it, it isn't really too bad. It's not rotting or anything. It's not like the meat sits there long enough to rot. It's just... Uh, if you've ever smelled it, it's it's pretty it, it's pretty distinctive. I kind of feel like Jadzia would have an immunity to corpses. Um. Probably though, yeah. Right? <laughs> the last few weeks, like right. It's like oh, pff, raw meat, whatever. I, I got this. It's oh okay. man, these ones are cows. Boring. <laughs> Call me when you got some real people. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> uh, Tessie is going to start to walk walk up to Amara. Now, she has let go of Jadzia's hand. Is 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 Jadzia going to follow her in, or is this kind of a holy shit type of thing? <laughs> like, the, like, the, like fucking when Jurassic Park is with the brontosauruses and stuff, it's like... Yes, that, probably. At first, Jadzia would stay in place, like, even when Tessia's holding her hand, like, Tessia would have to tug a little bit, <laughs> and then, like, once it's let go, she'll walk in on her own as well. Um, just staring at this thing and taking in the immensity of it, and kind of wishing at this moment that she didn't speak draconic, like, that someone else <laughs> could be the one speaking draconic right now. This, okay, so, again, huge dragon. Uh, and Amara's going to Again, kind of curled up like a dog a little bit, but a really big fucking dog. Um, and then when the doors the, the doors have been fully open and, and Tessia walks in, uh, Amara is going to move her head forward. And again, very low, very... And uh, Tessia's going to kind of hold her hands out. And Amara is going to very gently approach Tessia and then allow Tessia to kind of stroke Amara's uh, nose, the, the snout portion. And um, Tessia, after after a couple of seconds of this, Tessia's going to motion uh, for Jadzia to, to kind of come over and, and, you know, at the very least get closer. But if she feels comfortable enough, she's going to kind of motion to just, you know, you can do the same. You can, you can touch her. Um, Jadzia is going to move forward and very nervously like reach out 
and put her hand right where Tessius is, like, right next to it. Um, but in the way, like, when you're not sure if a dog is nice or not, so you're kind right. of like, can I? Can I? Like, if she moved, then she would snap back really quick. Amara is going to breathe in, and it's very audible. This, the, like, it's, it's, it's audible. And Jatsia can feel the slightest pull from Amara's intake of breath just through her nostrils. That's how strong, like, that's how large this dragon is. Just, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you could feel just the, just the slightest tug, like, just the slightest. And then after 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 a second, Amara's going to let loose again through her nostrils, and this gust of, of air is going to flow out. And it's going to blow her cloak back a bit, and, just, like, she can feel, like, it, that, is, that is a huge surge of just power. That's from her breathing. This dragon could kill you with no effort whatsoever. Good. Just, just painting a picture. That's settling for someone who doesn't have a soul. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, Jensi is going to bow her head very deeply and very like respectfully, like almost as deep as she did for Tessia, but this time it's clearly on purpose instead of a goofy accident. Um. <laughs> I guess she'd start with um, just a greeting. Like, she's going to say in Draconic, Hello, Amara. Um, please don't speak back. She's not going to say that. But, yeah. <laughs> she's going to say hello. <laughs> Hope that Amara um, knows not to. <laughs> please don't blow my head up. Amara is going to snap to the second the words leave your mouth in, in Draconic. She is going to back her head up a little bit and then and then tilt her head so that one of her giant fucking eyes is centered right on Jadzia. Obviously taking notice, obviously a little surprised that you can you can you can speak to her. Alright, um Jadzia's gonna like kind of lean back, like she's not gonna take a step back, but kind of lean back when that happens and smile a little bit, because recognition is good. Um She's so she's gonna smile just a little bit and and then she's going to say, "You can understand me, right?" Um, the slightest of slightest of nods, but it's it's her head is giant, so it's it's like the slightest of nods to her. Again, she doesn't want to hurt anybody, so she's not like flailing her head about. But yeah, she definitely understands. All right, um, I've come from the west. There's another dragon there. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. His name is Strahd. And then she's going to wait and see if there's any recognition. There doesn't appear to be. Right. Because uh, she's like a baby. He's causing a lot of damage, and there's a good chance that he's hurt a close friend of mine. We don't have the means to stop him, but we were hoping you might join us in trying to end the destruction he's causing. Uh, Amara is going to back up violently mm. and shimmy out of this giant room and out into the city streets of Brightport. Now, these <laughs> there's there's a street that is pretty big um, that is in the rear of House Dragon's Keep. Now, that is largely abandoned now because of this dragon. It used to be a bustling. 
a, a bustling pathway for uh, people getting from the lower quarter to uh, the 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 more center of the city. That stopped when a botched landing, let's call it, uh, took out large chunks of the of the of the stone walkways and, and streets here. So. Um, People have taken that as a warning that, that at any moment, this dragon can just come bounding out. So they pretty much stay clear of it. Which is a good thing. Because that's exactly what just happened. Uh, I said the wrong thing. And Amara is going to back uh, back out, shimmy out into the street, and then um, is able to stand up fully which is twice as impressive as her size in the building. And she's going to stretch her wings and, and narrowly miss the tops uh, of the, uh, uh, well, the top of the house, uh, Dragon Keep. And then on the other side, her wing fully extends over the buildings, uh, the, the, the buildings on the opposite side of the street. Um, and then after, after a moment of that, she is going to kneel down again and um, just sort of look into into the house. Um, and Tessia is going to look over to Jadzia. I'm not exactly sure what you said, but I think she wants you to follow her. Uh, the whole time that was happening, Jadzia looked absolutely terrified because this thing could literally just like take a step and destroy her. Um, but when Tessia kind of translates what the body language meant, because Jadzia thought that she had, you know, fucked up somehow like offended the dragon but when tessia says that she wants to be followed um she'll nod and kind of hurry along like okay i'll do whatever the dragon tells me to do i will do anything the dragon tells me to do let's go uh would you would you like me to get your friends um she's gonna turn around and quickly nod and say thank you tessia is going to um, she's going to get ready and turn back towards the big double doors and then give it a, give it a second's hesitation and then start back towards Jadzia. And she's going to kind of scoop up both of Jadzia's hands in hers. And it's meant to be somewhat comforting, but it's a little, it's a little off-putting. She's, she's looking into Jadzia's eyes, but very, like, really looking into her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, she's, she's going to say, I want you to take good care of him. Can you do that for me? Jadzia's going to nod quickly and she's going to say, I'll do everything I can. And again, no word spoken after, after that, she's just assessing. And then after, after about five seconds of stone cold silence, um, she's going to, uh, she's going to let go of Jadzia's hands and then, uh, lean in and give her a hug. Aww. Um, Seal will be a little bit stiff, but she's kind of slowly getting used to human contact again, like because of Una and because of Valis, and she'll hug back, too. Um, then Tessie's going to let it go and then start back towards the door. I'm going to go get your friends. You might want to take care of the dragon in the street. <laughs> All right, uh gonna run and go take care of the dragon in the street seems like a good solid suggestion guys i think that's probably a good time for us to stop for the night sounds good to me Uh, well we got to brightport guys 
think that's God. a thing that happened. <laughs> Goodness gracious. How many more things could we run into on the road, really? I'm glad we went through the night, though. If we had gotten past, if we had woken up in the end, it's like, oh, a bunch of people were trying to stop you from going again. I would have shot myself in the face. I like, just <laughs> done. Yeah, that was that was that was a problematic little journey. Yeah. Well, we're here now, um, so we'll definitely be able to go help Una. Yes, <laughs> that's slayage. if gee, uh, if there's a silver lining to all this, then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick things up a couple of hours down the road. Unin Bree left the temple shortly after that. I don't think they'd really be all that welcome there anymore, and they would. I, I'm. They, they would be. They'd go back to their house, I guess, because that's that's the only other place they have in in Esterholt. I assume like they just kind of like Brie would like just kind of walk her back to the house. Yeah, it's very much like let's 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 like, let's just you. go. Like let's, let's go. Just come on. Let's get you yeah. some hot chocolate. Yeah. Um. She'd want to do anything in her power to try and make you feel better, and she would put two and two together. It's like probably staying in this temple is a bad idea. This is not going to make you feel any better. So yeah, maybe just like there, like I don't know, in in a sitting room or study yeah, or something. They would- yeah, they would kind of come into this living room area, and and she would guide you to like the the couch type of uh, the, the the couch, and just have you sit down. It's like okay, do you you want anything to eat or drink or anything? Maybe maybe we can get you cleaned up. I know that's the first thing I wanted when I like she kind of trails off. Like she's 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 really. Like she has nothing that she can say. That's like, hey, sorry, you wasted your entire life. That's like she has nothing that she can say that's gonna make that any better. Una will just kind of like slowly start unstrapping her armor, um, and kind of look over at Bree, and uh, you know she's obviously really shaken up. She's got you know like those puffy you know I spent the last two hours crying kind of eyes, you know <laughs> those teenager eyes, um, and. So it's kind of like, what happened? What happened with Strahd? Where is he now? He's in Odyssea. Dead. Dead? And Una's going to stop, and she looks obviously very surprised, because she knows she didn't kill a fucking dragon. Bree's going to break eye contact and just kind of look. Uh, she's she's going to look at the ground and just... Shake her head, yeah. How? Do you, um... What's the last thing you remember? A tail slamming into me very painfully. And that's about it. Well, after that, Strahd took off and perched himself right back on the same tower he was in when we entered the city. I tried to drag you as far as I could, but it was obvious I, I, I wasn't going to get you out of there without a horse, and I didn't know where else to take you, so I just took you down the path where I thought we wouldn't be seen, and then I watched you die. And I just felt 
I don't know. I, I, I felt helpless and angry and I didn't care whether I lived or died anymore. I wanted to hurt him. Are you telling me that you killed the dragon by yourself? I had help. Who? Well, I mean, you... I mean, you and all the paladins. I I, I didn't do it by myself. I, I, I mean, you fought him before I did. Did you see any of the paladins? Did they make it out where... Craig, was he... I saw him go over Cliff, but was anyone alive? I didn't see his body, but he tumbled over the cliff. I... I, I, I really doubt that... And again, she's gonna... She's gonna trail off. Um, Una's gonna swallow really hard. Um, and stand up and just kind of tear her armor off. And look down at the tattoos... On, on her arms. Uh, I don't think we've gone into full detail about all of the tattoos she has, <laughs> but at least on her forearms. Uh, she has the the symbol of cord on the backs of her hands, the fist of cord on her knuckles, and words going up each of her forearms. Uh, strength from courage and courage from strength. And a look of just disgust is going to roll over her features. And she's going to walk over to the fireplace and plunge her arms up to the elbows in the fire and just hold them there. And I'm going to pop lay on hands and uh, Una's going to heal her flesh as it burns off her until there is nothing but scarred, burned flesh. Bree is going to... The second you you plunge your arms into the fire, she is going to leap. She's going to leap towards you, and as soon as she sees that you're you're healing yourself as you do it, she she gets it. But at the same time, she is mortified that you would that you would do that. She's very obviously distraught, and she, after a few moments of this, she she places her hand on Una's shoulder and just tries to slowly guide her back away from the fire. Once it's clear that the tattoos have been thoroughly burned off her flesh, uh, Una will kind of pull her arms out of the fire and look up at Bree and just say, I led Craig and those young paladins to their deaths for nothing. I thought we were going to march into heaven together and there was nothing and they died because of me. I dragged them to fight a fucking legendary dragon for no goddamn reason. Fuck Cord. Do you really think that you... Do you really think you talked him into doing anything he didn't actually want to do already? If I had insisted, he wouldn't have gone. I know it. What you did may have saved countless lives. We have no idea. I know the world's a safer place because that dragon doesn't exist anymore. And you played a direct hand in that. And... 
whether it was for court or not, you did it. It was your choice. You, you fought the dragon. You and, and Craig and those paladins, you all fought the dragon. Look, I'm not saying it wasn't brave. Regardless of court, it was. But I've lived my life. I have lost best friends because I followed this bullshit, this lie to a T since I was eight. This has been my existence. I have wanted to die for so long. And when I finally get there, everything I've been told Everything I've hoped for, everything I've dreamed about, everything I've read, everything that my life was a symbol of is nothing. It doesn't exist, not even a shadow of it. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? Well, what do you want to do? I mean, if you've lived your entire life... If you've lived your entire life thinking about what Cord wants you to do or what the bravest thing to do is or what what do you want? What, what do you want to do? What do you want out of life? The way I see it, you have a second chance. And trust me, those don't come along without someone paying some pretty steep price and I'm going to have to answer for that. But what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to find Jadzia, and I want to find Fee. I have some important things to tell them. Alright, well, we'll find them. In the meantime, we should probably get you cleaned up, though. They're not going to want to see you coated in blood, huh? Probably not. 